0: You're not listening to the Smoke World Podcast. You're wasting your time, you mortal. What's up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Smoke World. I'm your host, Stone. So go grab that stick. Go grab a glass or whatever you drink and let's sit back and have that conversation. What's up, my people? Everybody all right? Maybe not. You don't know? Okay, no problem. Anyway, anyway, it's always a pleasure to get back on this mic. I've been getting emails, phone calls, Stone. What's up with the podcast, man? Where you at? You dropping off we don't see it it's not consistent well there's a reason for that folks as i've told you in the past chasing people down in 2023 i'm not doing that so and guess what i've been in search of a guest co-host that's right folks will be joining me we will be having conversation Me and the guest co-host, there may be a guest with the guest co-host, and maybe not. But anyway, that's to come. So this episode, I'm at the lounge. To be more specific, Cigar Sessions, guess who's there? The brother himself, Will Herrera. That's right, the man himself. A lot of times we're at these different events, and we meet some of these folks who are in the cigar business And some of them, let's just be real, folks. Some of them are assholes. They're not sociable people. Brother Will was cool and the fan was a cool dude. Shout out to Ray. Ray was with him. Another George States employee. Cool, cool folks. And you you can't take that for granted. Because a lot of times, these folks that's in the business, in the industry, in society, Everybody's not a sociable person. But nonetheless, Brother Will was gracious enough. Conversating. Down to earth brother. Cool dude. Tall guy too. This guy's about 6'3, 6'4. So you can't miss him with a with a big beard. You can't miss this guy. Either be playing basketball or he'll be playing football. Either way. Cool dude. So had a quick conversation with him, which you're going to hear. How he got started, folks. It's not what you think. At least, not what I thought. When you hear about the guys and girls who blend these cigars, you always think about, oh, it's heritage, it's family. Yeah, you know, I grew up in a cigar factory. History ain't none of that. <laughs> none of that. So, sit back. Relax. It's pretty short. Less than 10-minute conversation. But he condenses this and puts it all together and gives you his backstory. And that's why I said, folks, a lot of us see the glory, but we don't know the backstory. What do I mean by that? I hope I don't have to explain it, but I will real quick. You see these folks making moves and thinking like, damn, I want to be that guy and girl. But you don't have no idea what they had to do to get to that point. So, enough talking. Drop the mic. Hi, my brother. How did this get started?
1: <laughs> I threw a coin up in the air, and it said, make cigars. Right. So I said, I'm going to learn how to make cigars. Was it heads or tails? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. So my wife's uh, grandparents and mom started a factory. And I'm going to give you the, the, the condensed version. That's fine. <clears throat> Little Havana... Back then, wasn't the safest place. By 3 o'clock, people were putting the shutters up and getting out of town. So the grandfather was the only male figure. Mm. Uh, So he was sick. He got sick. So I took a week off of vacation from work and worked a whole week in the factory. And uh, after that week, I just fell in love with the industry itself up to that point i was just a cigar smoker i love cigars nothing about rolling nothing nothing blending. nothing no i didn't know a difference between dominican nicaragua Honduran. what a wrapper leaf looked like versus a filler leaf i had no idea but in that week i started seeing all these different parts okay. that go into making a cigar and i just fell in love with it really i quit the bank and started working in the factory and pay the so bills? I yeah, I mean, they paid me, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what the bank was paying, awesome. okay. but, you know, it was so, you know, in, in life, it's not about, it's not all about the money, right. you know, you could be making, let's say 50 grand a year and be miserable or make that's 25 true. and you're happy and it, it's, it feels true. better. Absolutely. And that's how, the, how I felt at that time. The bank wasn't what it was when I started seven and a half years prior it was fun it was different by that point you know it was so corporate it was just it just wasn't fun to work in a bank anymore so I worked a week in the bank in the in the factory and I'm like oh man this is cool you have great conversation with people you're smoking cigars all day it was just a different vibe and I loved it and so I'm like I want to get into this so going back to your question How did I get into making cigars? We made two cigars. And we couldn't keep them in stock. We made two cigars, they went out the door. But they weren't what I liked to smoke. So now I found myself always bringing cigars that I was buying, which is what I did like to smoke, and smoked that all day in the factory.
0: Now, can I ask what was that? You know what you. Oh yeah, man, it
1: was all over, a girl, lot of tatuajes. It was okay. more than medium to fuller stuff. You know, a lot okay. of tatuajes, uh, a lot of the Herrero Havano back then. It was just a lot of stuff back then that was just a lot fuller than what we were making in the factory. Okay. So that became an issue with the grandfather. Hey, yeah, you know, I what see you. you so I see you smoking this, and I see you smoking that, but and I don't, don't see you smoking ours, <laughs> right? And so I started off by having the rollers, hey, make me something like this. Make me something like this. Hey, you try about you know, try with this wrapper. Whatever, whatever, just off of smell. Because I didn't know the difference. Okay. And that went on for a little bit, but the rollers and still today they get paid by how many cigars they roll. Mm. So now you got me, hey, make me ten. Hey, make me ten more, May, make me twenty. So now they're having to stay later to finish their 100, 125 cigars or come in early the next day to finish from the day before. So it became a problem. So I said, you know what? I'm going to learn how to make cigars. And I'm going to do this all myself. Mm. And still, that's the way I am, you know, whether it's with a the, with the house project or trying to fix something. Hey, I need help. And I'll give it two or three days. I don't hear from who's going to give me the hand. All right. YouTube. Boom. And get my hands really? it and do it myself.
0: So I learned how to oh, make cigars. Pretty much my own, yeah. selling. on my own, on my own. So Just, grandfather was showing you the love, like I'm gonna show you how to make these.
1: Well, he didn't know. He he, he was a business guy.
0: Okay. You know, no, he
1: wasn't a roller. He didn't know about okay. you know. He knew What we were, yeah, and you know, what we were market. making. Gotcha. But there was nobody say, hey, come here. You're gonna. This is what you do, and then you start. No, it was well, all looking at the rollers. Okay, and then go to my table and try to do the same thing and fill the bunch and make a cigar.
0: And you know that's kind of rare, bro.
1: And that's it, man. You know, that's a rare scenario. And and it just took off from there. You know, literally, it just took off from there because once I knew, once I learned how to make a cigar, oh, you can imagine, I was there 8, 10, 12 hours a day. I'm going to town every single day blending stuff. Now, were you able to sell your own cigar or you had to kind
0: of still work through grandfather.
1: no no so what what I would do was when I would make these cigars I would age them I would smoke oh man I like this so I put them in a section in the humidor and because we had so much traffic because we're in Little Havana right you had tourists coming in day in and day out you had two types of customers hey I'm looking for something for my dad or I'm looking for something for my boss or whoever okay but then you had the customer hey I like, I like Sumatra, or I like Habano. I'm like, that's a smoker. So I would sell him we, you know, he wanted to buy. And then that guy, I would give him a cigar I had worked on. Here, take this. Let me know what you think. Okay. And then that's how I start, okay, this stuff works, this stuff doesn't work, this tastes good, people like this. And that was it. And it took off like that. Then we started doing uh, private label stuff for other brands, other customers, uh, new customers that wanted to come out with their own cigars. Um, because during that time there was that boom of what they call boutique cigars. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted something made in Miami.
0: Gotcha.
1: The Padilla eight and eleven had gotten top I don't know one in twenty five, the Tatuajes had gotten top something in the in the top twenty five. So everybody wanted something made in Miami boutique. That's, that's special, so they started coming to our factory. Because all the other guys were, they couldn't do anymore. Right. And so I started doing blends and stuff for all these other people that were coming to our factory that wanted a cigar maker. And that's
0: it. And I just so took, how'd you it took up with just took out off from there.
1: From him seeing all these cigars that I was making for other people.
0: So you got on, you got put on the mat. I you was know, I was, I was in like in, in
1: his radar because he's like, man, this guy's cigar is buzzing because it's coming out of you know Italian. And who's this wooly guy? and this cigar is buzzing because of this wooly guy that made the cigar and so i kinda came in his uh... got into his radar from all the stuff that i was doing for other people out of the factory interesting and then you know fast forward thirteen years now and uh... he said hey what do you think about doing what you're doing in miami but do it in at drew estate you have your own team you train them like your people in miami you're gonna have kind of that boutique type of brand." Right. uh... Then you just do your thing. And
0: okay. I'm <laughs> down. <damn. laughs> Say no more. Yeah, and here we are. Wow, okay, so tell folks what you make. What, what blends
1: are your oh, blends? Oh, shit. So the easiest way to answer that is anything that has come out after Underground Shade, I blend it for Jewish sake.
0: Oh, wow, okay.
1: There's, there's 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 a lot of stuff. So you could Google Underground Shade. when did it come out? And then you look at anything else that came after that. There's stuff that I've blended for juice stick. It's okay,
0: so a, it's a the skill long set list. There, could you yourself. Now, this is my opinion, My opinion it, that most cigar smokers would like to try to roll a cigar. Yeah. You know, just to try, like I said, you know I mean right. you were a smoker, but it's like, yeah, I want to try this out. So do you give any classes? Do you think you're gonna pass your knowledge on to anybody else? No. You know, ask master blenders. You know, guys, little stories. You know, so no, no, you no. to keep it to yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, on, you man, know, it's it's,
1: plans, it's, 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 You know, I had to learn it to survive. I had to learn so it to not going eat. Pass that knowledge on? No. no. They, they can learn. There's a lot of YouTube videos. I didn't have YouTube <laughs> videos. <laughs> so you're not gonna have an apprentice.
0: No. You know? no. 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 You got a real serious about that too. Like yeah. I'm, this, I'm riding still a real swallow.
1: Yeah, man. You know, everybody has their own niche. You know, you got to figure out what that niche is. Okay. All right. You so know. Now, that's what I'm saying, now you living on the road. Or are you? Where are you in Nicaragua? Where's, where's the factory at? Factories in Nicaragua. I live in Miami. Okay. How? You got to be down there once a month. I go down there for a week. For a week. Yeah. So it ain't too bad. Yeah. It's, it's oh. beautiful. I wish I could live down there, but you know, family right. is in Miami, so. It is what it is. Once a week is good. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. But I'm a little upset that you're not going to train nobody. <laughs> well, look, I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Absolutely, man. Absolutely.
0: But there you have it, folks. The man said he's not training nobody on shiz it. He keeping it for himself. Thanks to my brother, Will Herrera. Shout out to him. And brother Ray from George State. But yeah, folks, that is not how I thought the story was going to go. Huh? You did? Well, that's you. Congratulations. But you never know, folks. Well, anyway, I'm not going to hold you. Stay tuned. Stay with me. I appreciate you. I do not take talking on this mic for granted to have the opportunity to bring you Smoke World. Look, folks, you can follow me on Instagram, Smoke World Podcast. Email stone at smokeworldpodcast.com Website smokeworldpodcast.com I appreciate you supporting me. I truly do. Again, I don't take anything for granted. But we're still here. We're still here. So look, tell a friend, cousin, uncle, you know how I tell you what to do. Not really. I still love y'all. I'm going to check y'all out on the other side. All right? Peace.